Bobby Castle grew up in a small former mining town in the northeast, and with few prospects locally, she tells me how she became a successful model, not only travelling the length and breadth of the UK, but more recently, Europe as well. Hello, Bobby. Hi, are you all right? I'm not so bad. How are you? I'm fine, thanks, considering. <laughs> well, that is good to hear because the last time we really spoke, it was the end of March, and you were due to be at JFYP Studio. And it was about the time when we were really becoming aware of the virus. And I, yep. I didn't want to cancel the shoot. And I'd spoken to you and I'd confirmed it. I'd confirmed with the photographers. And you'd confided in me that you were getting a lot of cancellations. You'd got a lot of travel booked. You'd got a lot of accommodation booked. And so I thought, well, I really do want to carry on with it. And then the middle of the week before the shoot, it became pretty obvious that we just couldn't go ahead and... And I had to make that send that awful message to you. Mm. And it you were not in a good place at the time, really, were you? No, I wasn't. Um, I wasn't, no, because it's crazy. It just happened so fast. So at the beginning of the week, everything was fine. The first thing that went wrong was I was supposed to be staying with my granddad for a couple of nights to save some money. And he had to cancel with us because he was worried about this virus. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, it was just one after another, after another, cancellation, cancellation. And, and pretty much the only part of my two hour I had left was coming to see you. Yeah. So, And I think so. at, at, at that time as well, the thing was that you, you, you'd outlaid a lot, which I think one, once it started getting really serious, I think that most, of, most things were refunded anyway. But at that time, mm -hmm. you, you, you couldn't see that, could you? Oh God, I'm, it was such a cash flow problem because yeah. um, all of my money, you, you put all your money forwards for your accommodation and your trains and everything and then you earn that back yeah. doing the work. So the work was being cancelled but nowhere was offering any refunds because at this time in the middle of the week it was still only, people were only taking it half serious. Yeah. Nobody had been told that they weren't going to work anymore or anything at this point so I was just in a really bad place. I didn't it kind of felt like I had done something wrong. <laughs> like, I don't, like, but I kept telling myself, this isn't my fault, like, yeah. but it was so out of my hands and I just, I'm not used to that. <laughs> well, hopefully you, you're in a bit of a better place now than you were then anyway. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, once the government came out and officially said, look, this is happening to everyone, I sort of sat and thought, you know, everyone's going through this. It really isn't just me. It yeah. felt like it was just me. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so I've settled down and I'm quite getting used to being in the house all the time now, actually. <laughs> well, don't get too used to it. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But let's let's wind right back now and let's go, let's go back to the beginning. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm sure that everybody who's listening to this will know that you're from the northeast and they might just guess it from your accent. Yes. But whereabouts exactly do you come from? Um, so I'm from a little town in the northeast called Asherton, which no one will have heard of. Yeah. But um, just the, some people might have heard of um, Bobby Charlton. Yeah, I think, I think that a few people might have heard of him, but we were talking about this earlier and I didn't realise that's where he came from. Yeah, he was born in Asherton and, and all of his family were all... Um, pit workers everyone in everyone in Ashton was pit workers back then yeah of course the pits aren't open anymore yeah 
But yeah, so that's why people might think of Ash and if they think of Bobby Charlton, but other than that, people just haven't heard of it. Yeah, and uh, is, there, is there a statue of him there as well? Yeah, that's right. We've got a statue of him in Wahai Street, which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so there you are. You're a, you're a young girl in um, Ashton, and had the had the mines all closed then, or or were they still around? No. So ever since I've been born, um, I can't remember. I mean, I should know, but I can't remember exactly when the mine shut. But it was well before my time. Yeah. So the nearest for employment opportunities just to put it into perspective the nearest city to us is newcastle but it's about 25 26 miles away so yeah. if you don't have a car it's not really great for finding a job because i mean our high street's got five or six shops <laughs> you know that shut at five o'clock at night so yeah um so job opportunities aren't great around here <clears throat> yeah which um made a stumble across modeling really well that was going to be my next question and i suppose you've you've sort of partly answered it really i was going to say why modeling but yeah that was it really was it yeah well obviously i i think a lot of young girls when they're younger might have grown up watching america's next top model and things like that and fantasized about being a model but when I was a teenager, I had no dreams of being a model because when you're from Ash a place like Ashton, nowhere in your, in your mind you think you have to be in London to be a model. Yeah. Um, but I had a friend at school and I saw on Facebook one day she had been doing some photo shoots with local photographers, like just helping them out, yeah. standing in for photographs. And I thought, oh, that looks fun. Like maybe I'll give that a go. So I went along with her to the beach for a photo shoot. Um, not paid photo shoot, just to help her out and for some fun. Yeah. And, uh, that's how I stumbled across it. And actually that very first shoot I did with a photographer called Craig Williams, who's also from my area. He got it published. Really? Like my first ever photo shoot, yeah. So your first ever photo shoot was on the beach? Yeah, on yeah. Newbiggin Beach, just next to me. So how do you move from a photo shoot on the beach to <laughs> travelling all over the rest of the country and, and abroad as well now as well? Um. Well, I had been, I had heard Purple, a website called Purpleport mentioned a few times yeah. when I was doing these um these shoots for fun. I used to go to a local studio in Ashington uh, called Loud and Flashy and they used, they do creative nights every month where you go for free and you can build a portfolio as a model. Yeah. And I went to them and everyone was mentioning Purpleport, I should join and I had a look on there and I realised there was like a casting section and there was actually a lot of paid modelling opportunities on that site. I mean, there's many other sites as well, but that was the main one I found to start with. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, I, I modelled for about a year, probably just going to any shoot I could get my hands on, building my portfolio, building my reputation up. And then I started branching out and just doing paid work and things for another year. And then probably on my third year, that's when my like my career really started to take off. Like people sort of knew who I was and were contacting me rather than me looking for them. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And then 
we're probably two years on from that now and I don't really know how it happened. It just sort of slowly crept up on us. Yeah. I think it must have been just as you were sort of breaking into the limelight a little bit that I first met you. And I met you at <laughs> Hallam Mill Studio. Um, I remember that tour really well because that was actually my first um, ever tour really? away from Ashton, yeah. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have much money, as you can imagine, because I had been... <laughs> modeling properly and at the time I was only working in a little part-time cafe thing yeah and uh I was staying with my granddad in Manchester that's right I remember that yeah so I thought oh well I'll stay with my granddad and I'll try and get some some work and, and that worked so I thought oh I might yeah. be able to make a job out of this yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that shoot really fondly because I'd, I'd got an, an idea in the back of my mind and there were certain images I wanted to try and recreate I um, remember and the, they were brilliant, and I, I, you know, I still think that they are now. You know, and there was the one sitting in front of the window, mm -hmm. um, looking out the window. Um, yeah, I thought they were and fabulous. The, yeah, the the leaping around with the yes. with this umbrella as well. Yes, I mean they they finished up looking rather more like Mary Poppins than what I aimed for them <laughs> to look at, but they were still quite they were still quite good images. Um, I think mm -hmm. there were a couple more things I remember from that shoot. I mean, the first one was walking in and, and discovering that you were a lot taller than I thought you were. Yeah, you know what? A lot, I do actually get that off quite a few people. Yeah. Are you going to share with us how tall you are? Um, I'm 5 foot 11. Yeah. Um, some people either think I look taller or I look smaller, but... I think it's because in photographs, when you look at his whole, I'm I'm so in proportion. Like I don't have particularly long legs or a particularly long torso, so when you look at us in a photograph, I don't stand out as looking overly tall, unless you've got to stood next to someone else or yeah. stood in the doorway or something like that, and then you're like, oh god. Well, it certainly it certainly took me by surprise, anyway. Um, Especially in a pair of heels. Yeah. And the, the the other thing that I remember, which is just a, a a sort of a bit of a comic sort of thing, really, was that the studio owner Jim had been out and he bought you a sandwich for lunch. <laughs> that sandwich. And the sandwich was probably as big as you are. That sandwich had about four chickens in it. I'm not joking. <laughs> he put it down in front of us, and I just looked at him and I thought, Yeah. I, I just thought, how big do you think your stomach is? Yeah. I can remember. So that was. That's really my my sort of first um, my, my first impressions of, of Bobby Castle, um, and I've never been able to get rid of you since. Have I? You know, you you keep coming back, which is great. Um, <laughs> but now, I mean, you really do travel up and down the country. You you must never be at home. Well, you know what? I was actually sat and trying to work out how busy I've been, and last year between. Um, between June and October, for that whole time, I was only actually at home for 12 days. Really? Yeah, yeah. including traveling home and traveling away from home. Yeah. So including the days I actually arrive and leave. And over the last 12 months, you've done a fair amount of traveling abroad as well, haven't you? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, last year I was so lucky. Um, I got invited out to do quite a few things. I went, um, the first place I went was, I went on a two week 
tour, my first ever tour, well, my only ever tour with another model, which was uh, Kitty Quinzel, and she's mint. And we went on a two-week tour of Holland, and it was sold out, and it was just awesome. Yeah. And we need to do it again. And then I went to Italy um, to shoot out there, and then Spain. So it doesn't sound like much, but it is for me, considering I've never been abroad before. <laughs> well, that was what I was going to mention, because I'm, I'm sure that people who know you will know that you're not very good at navigation, really, are you? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I've been lost many a times. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I, I, I admire you greatly, because, I mean, you're quite open about the fact that you're not very good at finding places out. Um, but yet you take on the challenge of going abroad as well. But I suppose you might as well be lost abroad as lost at home, really. I mean, when you're travelling on your own and you're organising everything on your own and you've not got someone double-checking it for you, after a couple of years, you're bound to make some terrible mistakes. And God, I've made a few. I mean, I've been in danger a couple of times. <laughs> but um, I, think, I think the longer you do modelling, though, the more and more these things you know you you organize them better and yeah recognize risks a bit better <laughs> yeah yeah i think you learn by your mistakes don't you and always stick to your plan because you know what every time i haven't stuck to my plan i'm getting lost yeah yeah <laughs> so so is the one thing that you could say yeah that's what i enjoy most about modeling well um, de definitely the photo shoots, because when you say what do I enjoy the most about modelling, I mean, I'm taking in the whole career, so the whole organising of it and talking to people, uploading photos, travelling. I love all of that, but my favourite part really is when I get my heels on and the lights go on and the lighting checks are being done. I just go into, like, a different mode. Yeah. I'm, like, a different person. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think... just love it. I think that's one of the things that uh, I've always liked is the fact that you are creative and you do enjoy the creative side of it. So from a photographer's point of view, if I turn around to you and say, look, I've got this idea and I want to try and create that, you're in your elements then, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love it when a photographer's got like a specific idea they're trying to work to or a theme because I can just I go wild coming up with ideas sometimes yeah. they're just too much yeah, yeah. like you, you, sometimes <laughs> it is a little bit difficult to rein you back in again I must admit but yeah it's great I know yeah but I do I just love the whole creative process of it because I can't sing I can't really dance but I can model yeah. so yeah. I love it <laughs> so you can model but what are you doing at the moment what am I doing? What, to keep myself occupied? Yeah. Well, I moped around for a couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie. I moped around and pretty much just ate cake and crisps for a couple of weeks. But now I'm feeling better. I've been drawing some pictures. I like the sketch faces. Not that I'm any good at it. Yeah. I like, I'm busy teaching myself how to play the keyboard. But only David Bowie songs. <laughs> Because I love David Bowie, and I'm, I can almost play half of Heroes, which um, I'm not going to show you right now because I'm, I'll just mess it up. Yeah, now, that's you've mentioned that, and that's something that I hadn't got down here. But you, I mean, David Bowie is a bit of an obsession, really, isn't he? Uh, I'm a super fan, and do you know what? He's so inspirational to us as a model as well because 
I think watching him and being so obsessed with him growing up, like he was such a chameleon and changed and creative. I think I get a lot of that from watching yeah. him yeah. loads. I mean, the only thing gorgeous. I, I, I can see where that all comes from. The only thing I find quite surprising is that, that Bowie was from a totally different area to you. So how did you discover him? Well, um, I was born in 1995 and The Labyrinth came out in 1995, which is a film that David Bowie starred in. Yeah. And I grew up obsessed with him as a little girl. You know, I used to say, he's my husband, you know, how little girls do. So my mum would be like, yeah, yeah. And then when I was about 13, 14, my mum said, you know, you do realise that that guy in the labyrinth isn't just the Goblin King, he's called David Bowie and he's actually a rock star. And I was like, no way. Went on YouTube, typed it in and the rest is history. Obsessed. Yeah, I certainly know <laughs> that. Yeah, we've had a few conversations about uh, Bowie over the time. But so... me and me, me mum always laugh because it's like, it's like um, whenever I get a new boyfriend, it's like a curse for them because they can never listen to David <laughs> Bowie ever again without thinking of me. Yeah. <laughs> so what's what's the future hold for Bobby Castle then? What you mean, like after modelling? Well, not after modelling, but after the virus. You know, oh, are you just going to hopefully get back to normal again? Um. Well, I hope so. So I've got. I had quite a few tours booked in before all this happened and so far pretty much all of them have just been cancelled because yeah. I don't know when we get back to it but pretty much as soon as I'm allowed to go out again I'm just going to try and pick up where I left off and hopefully everyone else is able to do the same. Well I'm certainly hoping that we're going to see you back at JFYP because I was quite looking forward to meeting up with you again anyway so hopefully that one comes to fruition. Oh yes, I'll be. I'll definitely be coming back. Jolly good. <laughs> and I suppose just to conclude, really, if anybody does want to arrange a shoot with you, how's the best way to contact you? Um, probably on Instagram. Right. That's okay. If you give me your Instagram details, I'll put them mm -hmm. at the bottom of the podcast, and then mm -hmm. anybody who wants to get in touch with you, they can get in touch with you there. It's okay. been lovely talking to you. Hopefully. When we get back to whatever normal is again, you'll come back and talk to me again and, and tell me what you're up to. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's smashing. See you soon. It's nice talking to you. Yeah, I've loved it. Cheerio. Bye. Bye.